always is an essential element in the creative, is the mysterious. The impenetrable, the profound depth out of which glorious things come, but nobody can see why. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we talk to compelling troublemakers from all walks of life and break down how they use creativity to find success, fulfillment, and happiness. Today's episode, Mr. Carter, today's episode is what we like to call, what do we like to call these episodes? An in-between episode. That's a tw- right. A tweener, if you like. This is, how, this is how we cooked up the show, which is still clearly being cooked up, which is we have a guest, and then... We find something that they said that was really interesting on the show, and then we have a whole show just about that, and it's called an in-between. You might also call it a deep dive. A deep dive. Do you you use marketing slang? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so uh, the last episode, episode five? Five. We we have not done five podcasts, have we? Yes, we have. Uh, was with Christian Erickson, and he's this kind of multi-talented advertising musician, Doctor Who aficionado. And one of the things he talked about was when it comes to creativity, one of the challenges is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so we thought we would spend a little, a little bit of time today talking about that. And why? So why is that an important part of creativity? in finding success, fulfillment, and happiness? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, I know I've seen this phrase used other places, and so when he brought it up, I thought it was super interesting concept because I think as humans, we strive to become comfortable because being comfortable makes us feel safe, and being safe means we can, you know, go about our daily business without worrying about being eaten by a lion or whatever whatever else might happen. We, we try to categorize everything so that it's simplifies everything right we did we did talk a little bit before on one of the past episodes about how we tend to categorize things it's it's almost like reducing the math so it makes life simpler the problem <laughs> there is however, always a problem yes with doing that in ter- as it relates to creativity is once you have categorized something and named it and put it into a box then it kind of is what it is. You've removed creativity from the equation. Whereas creativity blossoms when you kind of get outside of those mental structures. Yeah, I would say creativity blossoms under duress. Ooh. And so part of the beauty of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is acknowledging that you may need to put yourself under duress to kind of come up with an interesting idea or solution or, I guess, motivation to try something new and different. And there's also part of that ambiguity, especially in terms of... So one of the things that he... Where this came up on the podcast, he was talking about at his agency, Zeus Jones, interviewing people for a certain role, in particular project manager. And project managers in the advertising world have a very defined, categorized, compartmentalized job because they have to shepherd they have to shepherd a project from beginning to end, make sure everybody's doing their job, staying on schedule, staying on budget, blah blah blah. So everything is very regimented and compartmentalized. But he was saying that as he was interviewing a couple of these people for that particular role, that they 
he, he was saying, well, we don't really have a process. <laughs> you just kind of figure it out Which, as you go along. So what every project manager <laughs> loves to hear. And so what that would require from someone who took that particular job at that particular agency is someone who can think outside the box, be creative in how they do that role, uh, because there is no defined process there. So it it forces someone out of their preconceived notions of what a project manager might be. So that's I mean, maybe that's another way to look at it is it gets, if you have preconceived notions about something, then you're less likely to apply creativity to it or creativity is less likely to, to blossom per se. To move away from the project managers though, I mean, we can certainly talk about this idea and it, it is, it's, as we're talking about it now, it's, it's a very, there's some discomfort now with even talking about this because it's like, how do you really, how do you really approach it? Like, what does it mean? But in a concrete sense, we could talk about it in terms of this podcast, because when you and I set out to do this podcast, we're like, oh, it'd be fun to do a podcast. A, what should it be about? Well, we've been in creative careers our entire lives or our, our career lives. So maybe it should be about creativity. But as we have, as we've done these, this is this in between episode here would be number six. We haven't really figured it out yet. <laughs> still, no, we haven't. It's very, but- it's very much kind of wandering around in the dark, but but we are talking to we we have talked to interesting people, and I think some of these in between episodes we've again this is only the third one, but we've managed to talk about a subject that at least I find interesting, and hopefully the people listening will too. But it's we've forced ourselves to be comfortable just knowing we're going to push record. We have this person we're going to talk to. It's going to some somehow revolve around creativity, but. It's not like we've, you know, set in stone, like, this is what it is. This is how every podcast goes, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, clearly there is no outline or script. It's a, it is a lot of wandering around in the dark. I think when I think about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, it reminds me a lot of, of my kids who are both in high school and both uh, forced to spend more time presenting things in class than I ever was. And it's... This is where I see the anxiety creep in. And I'm always telling them, you know, when you get up there, you just have to commit. So be loud enough to be heard. Look at everybody in the audience and say what you're supposed to say. And they all just want to put their head down, mumble through whatever it is that they need to say, and then skulk off back to their seat. And it's like, I'm trying to, I spend lots of time trying to, to convince them of this idea that they just need to commit to what it is they're presenting, which is ultimately committing to being uncomfortable for five minutes or however long it is. And it's just this human thing that we all, I find it fascinating that we would all get rather give a poor performance than give a good performance because there's somehow we feel more comfortable mumbling and looking <laughs> down and running back to our chair than we do standing straight and looking everyone in the eye and speaking with confidence. Like, it's amazing. I don't understand, but it, it feels like a very, very human, <laughs> human thing. I mean, another talking about our, our kids, it, it's an idea that is very much present if you're, if you're raising kids. And, and certainly as you're raising kids that are approaching the age of getting out of the house, which both of ours are, mine are a little bit further along than yours. And, you know, they're, they struggle with, oh, I don't have it figured out yet. There is a very, there's a huge feeling yeah. of 
discomfort in, even though I'm in college and I'm studying this particular subject, like, I don't, like, what am I supposed to do for the rest of my life? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, that, that is a, that's a very big ambiguity, ambiguous place to be. Yeah. I think my, which my is kid, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Convincing people that ambiguity is okay is super challenging. My kids, my older faces the same thing. He feels like, he feels like picking a college is equal to deciding what he wants to do for the rest of his life. And I'm like, no, you just, just go to college and learn, learn how to learn. And have some experiences. And have some experiences <laughs> and live your people. life. <laughs> and don't worry about having a job for the next four years. Just take it all in. And and for some reason, I don't know if it's just modern day society or schools or whatever it is, but I, I do feel like everybody has that, has that pressure. I was going to say, this reminds me of one of the other things he said, Christian said in the podcast, which was that you should look at life as sort of planned happenstance where you... You, you Which, have by these, the way, that, that was our other option for the deep dive in between episode. Yeah, so, we'll so maybe we'll have a, a mini <laughs> dive, a mini deep. Uh, but the whole idea of plant happenstance was that you go out and you fill your, your cup with all these experiences and together kind of it makes this this alchemy of everything you've done kind of ultimately leads to whatever it is you're going to do. And it's not necessarily something you can plan for, even if you want to plan for it. And so embracing the idea of, planned happenstance and, and just, you know, it's a little bit of a embracing the ambiguity of it all, which, uh, you know, if someone could bottle that and sell it to all the kids, I think that would alleviate a lot of um, high school anxiety. Not all of it, but <laughs> certainly some. I think we, and so let's talk about a little bit about like really getting into why being comfortable with ambiguity and discomfort is beneficial to creativity. All right. And you and I have both read the book Stealing Fire. Sure. Um, which for any of you listeners out there, if you have not read it, it would be very worth One of the big things, basically the, the entire idea of the book, the title Stealing Fire comes from Stealing the Fire of the Gods, which is creativity. And a, many, a, a large chunk of the book talks about techniques and modalities for getting out of your your preconceived notions, your default neural network structure where, that cat tries to categorize everything so that you can be open to new ideas as they float in from the ether. So the comfort that you can bring to an ambiguous situation when you don't have all the answers, if you can if you can manage to embrace that and be okay with that, your brain will function in a way that it opens up to not to get all like esoteric, but opens up to the greater mystery. Or in the case of, you know, stealing fire, like, you know, whatever access the gods had to whatever, you can also have access to that once you open yourself up to being comfortable in that ambiguous space or something to that effect. Right. So your hypothesis is that by embracing discomfort, you can be open to new and interesting things that you were otherwise closed off to. Right. And it, I mean, I mean, boiling that down to simplifying it and dumbing it down to it's like, you know, having an open mind, which sounds so cliche, but I think that's ultimately what all of that is saying is open your mind up to, to possibilities that you maybe weren't open to before or that you didn't know existed so that your, your brainwave functions are functioning in a different way so that the synapse fire 
synapses fire in a different way so that new ideas can find their way in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I also think part of this is that being on the older side of things, you you feel like you want to encourage your kids to be that way because in, in a strange way, kids are, your kids are, or anybody, you know, kids are analogous to anybody starting off their career in any field is like you, you're looking to lock it down as soon as you can. You're looking to kind of put your, put your job on autopilot based on the idea that you, you're hoping that as, as it kind of demonstrates that you, you're, you're a professional and you know what you're doing. So you kind of want to, you want to be a pro, so to speak. And then what happens is if you keep doing that over time, you, you just keep, you keep approaching everything the same way. And then it, it just gets kind of boring and it gets kind of stale. And so it's like being on the, the far side, you're you're trying to encourage people to, to keep pursuing different angles of attack as long as you can, because it's just going to lead to more interesting things. See, this this podcast in and of itself is a demonstration <laughs> of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, because oh, yeah. it is. It's like so hard to talk about. And you know, the other thing to to bring it back to a practical thing for our listeners out there, we have another business that we're that we're trying to get off the ground for creators and in the in starting that business there are so many things to think about and to try and nail down that it's just it it can be overwhelming and and very uncomfortable but being okay with that allows you to just kind of put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward and hopefully if we if the vision is correct if the idea is correct eventually you know it's all going to come together but there's a lot of discomfort in trying to figure it out you know am i making the right decision are we are we going in the right direction maybe we should go this direction like you just really don't know i think what you said there's something in there that is interesting if you're trying to figure out how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable which is is you don't have to jump into the deep end of the discomfort pool so much as you just have to take one step in on the first stair of the uncomfortable pool. And then over time, you just slowly wade in until eventually you're submerged. But, you know, I think baby steps or small steps forward is a, is a great recipe for doing anything that you're either unsure about or just uncomfortable with, or you, you it's am, ambiguous and you can't quite figure it out. So, but you just take one step forward and a lot of times what I discovered is you take one step forward and that reveals just enough for you to take the next step forward and so forth. There's a practical tip. I feel like a, little practical. Mom- a little momentum. Yes. <laughs> Into the metaphor pool. I had some experience making a little movie a long time ago and I didn't I didn't have any idea how to do it which I always bring up to David when we're trying to figure out this other thing we're working on is like, I I just tried to get enough information to take the next step forward. And after two years of baby steps, had a movie. So there you go, kids, go make a movie. And it wasn't, and at the end, at the end, as the other thing is at the end, you never, you never go, God, I was so uncomfortable. You you always look back and feel kind of dumb for being uh, worried about it. You know, ultimately it's, it's that old analogy of it's it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Your mind is kind of really who was it? I was I was like a I was like a Joe Rogan podcast I was listening to, and some one of his guests was saying how we're all essentially our own boss, and that makes us kind of the worst boss because of the <laughs> internal voice that's always telling you, you know, don't do that or that's weird or oh I don't know or like why do we have to do that? Like you're just it's your your own internal voice of like fear that kind of makes you your own worst 
boss slash enemy. Hey, you dropped off of the podcast. What? Well, now I'm back. All right, so we don't know what happened. Something happened. Talk about uncomfortable. Technological issues. Yeah, I don't know. We use this thing called Cast, which is generally pretty good. It automates a lot of stuff in terms of sending out links to guests and uh, making everybody... uh, There's a little room online so everyone can kind of see each other and mute each other and raise your hand and put down show notes and then every so often (laughs) it'll just stop working (laughs) that is a glitch in the matrix yeah so i don't know i forget what we were talking about but i'm sure being comfortable with being uncomfortable i feel like there was some rambling going on so maybe (laughs) maybe maybe the the ai was just just fell asleep and was like reset Um, well maybe to sum up uh i think we're we're trying to make this idea useful to people and i don't know that we've done that but maybe we've kind of talked about this idea enough to help other people wrap their heads around it i know what i was going to ask you you had a quote yesterday from one of your Deepak Chopra. Yes. I thought sharing that quote would be relevant. Um, yeah. So Deepak Chopra has a, um, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this knows who Deepak Chopra is. But anyway, he, um, he has a quote that is very similar to this idea, which is interesting because, you know, he's a spiritual guide and thinker and all that kind of good stuff. But um, his quote is, the measure of your enlightenment is the degree to which you are comfortable with paradox, contradiction, and ambiguity. So if we wanted to kind of, again, break that down a little bit more, it's really simplifying it. It's basically becoming comfortable with whatever is happening right in this moment, which is, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of spiritual teachers will tell you that is enlightenment in a nutshell, is, right. is being comfortable with what is right now. So in the context of um, creativity, it seems like if you were enlightened, you'd have some pretty good creativity. I think so. I don't know. It's it's weird. I think as kids, you you embrace that, and then the world beats it out of you. And then you're... That is very true. And then you're worried about what everyone else thinks. And then you come through on the other side, and you're like, you don't really care, but... You probably still do care, but you're better at saying you don't care. But, (laughs) you know, I think every so often you meet that person and you're like, man, that guy does not give a single fuck. And you're (laughs) you're always kind of in awe of those people because they're just kind of doing it their own way, which uh, I I don't know. It's like the, to a certain degree, we could use a little more of that. There are certain people who feel like they're doing it their own way that (laughs) maybe we could use less of, but this is a different podcast. So anyway, to sum up, discomfort, ambiguity, paradox, complexity, and any sort of creative creative endeavor, whether it's an artistic one, music music one, business one, you're you are going to face all of those feelings and getting comfortable with those, being okay with those, and in fact embracing those is going to help your your creativity flourish. Uh, you'll be a better musician, a better artist, a better business starter-upper, um, a better problem solver. Loosening your mind, getting comfortable with all that stuff is is only going to help you. So it's a good thing. I believe that's what we're saying. The other thing I wrote down, I know we're summing up, 
we're in the summation section. But the other thing I wrote down, which I thought was interesting, was people always worry about what's going to happen if I go up on stage or what's going to happen if I have to speak in public or what's going to happen if I agree to do something that I know is going to make me uncomfortable. And I would ask the question you should be asking yourself is what's going to happen if I don't? Oh, boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. So what's going to happen if you don't? That's the question to ask yourself the next time you're worried about doing something that you think is going to make you uncomfortable. Anyway. Go into the discomfort. Breathe into it. To be Zen, the obstacle is the path. All right. Man, there's too too much. Too many Deepak Chopra windows are open on your computer right now. Um, All right. So what else do we, we, we... as you can tell, we have no clear way of exiting these podcasts. We just kind of, uh, we just they just kind of end, like they just kind of begin. Um, we, we like doing them. We hope this one's helpful. But hey, you should email us with questions on it. We'd be more than happy to answer them. That's right. The contact information is in the show notes. I always say this. I don't even I don't even know if they're in the show notes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and double check that they are in the show notes. What else? You can also reach us at beatroublemaker dot com. Oh, that's right. We have a website. We're very professional in that way. And uh, new hoodies just oh, came out today. Yeah. Look at that. Pimping the swag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If someone ordered one of those, how weird would it be? <laughs> I'm going to order one right now. <laughs> order one and give them to my family for Christmas. Um, <laughs> all right, dudes. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope to make more of these more frequently. And as Carter said, we love to hear feedback. Um, I feel like I have the world's most nasally voice. Uh, I can't do anything about that, but we'll take notes on anything else. And thanks for listening. Right now, the music is fading in. The outro music. <laughs> All right. Catch you Later. next time. <laughs>